sure would be nice though if somebody like with a tiny bit of fame could like say something nice about us you know you know like in a tweet Clout or something chasing i know but you really, gotta do it you, you gotta, know what you the reason i i uh i'm saying that though is because i re- i'm reading often in the podcast industry stuff that word of mouth is still the best way mm-hmm. of getting listeners and having somebody that you trust or respect just be like hey i really enjoy this thing yeah you know check it out that's all i'm asking is that too much wouldn't that just be fine wouldn't that be great wouldn't that just be fucking great having a really good time <laughs> speaking of hey victoria oh hey chelsea you know what i could use right now uh no a breath of fresh movie <gasps> no what <laughs> oh f- no i meant like oh, oh, that was oh, like I'm no, so sorry i'm so sorry no with a oh, question God. mark <laughs> like yes Breath of Fresh Movie, a weekly podcast where me, Victoria Harley, and me, Chelsea Pope, we watch a movie neither one of us has ever seen before, and then we talk about it. And we may not talk about everything, but we're going to talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Spoilers ahoy. Mm-hmm. That's like a yacht. Having a, Is that? Yeah, that's how yachts yeah. say land ho. That's, I, that's To me, that's what the fox say. <laughs> anyway i like is this someone posted the video of that on twitter and it's still so like like a lot of people love it a lot of people hate it yeah yeah and it's just it has that nostalgic flair to it and i guess it came out 10 years ago as long as you feel some kind of way i thought it came out longer ago actually Mm, we're all aging oh no today's movie is uh actually 50 years old now wow because today's film is 1973's lady snowblood a young woman is trained from birth to be a deadly instrument of revenge against the swindlers who destroyed her family. It's based on a manga of the same name. So uh, it was a it was a book-ish mm-hmm. before. Anyway, that's today's episode. What did you think? Good. Yeah? Good. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's like uh, uh, I already had a feeling I was going to like it because I know that, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it more, like the way t- Tarantino mm-hmm. yeah. borrows uh, just very directly. Well, and this that, was a big one that he's talked about. Well, I think that fits into the first impressions, though. I mean, like, what what did you notice that's like, oh, that's Tarantino. Oh, that's Tarantino. Because I had oh, a couple, I mean, there were the, a couple moments. The fights, me. fighting in the snow. I mean, definitely the the training sequence, uh, oh, like the whole the yeah, cruelty the old of man. Pi May. Mm-hmm. It was you know, like Pi I don't May, remember yeah. the name of the, I don't that know, other yeah. character in this movie, but yeah, it's that we whole. Have it, but it, lo- it, it honestly, it's a, a number of set pieces looked uh, very closely, like yeah. including that temple. I was like, did they shoot Kill Bill in the same? Yeah. Did they do it in the same uh, stone? Quad. I think they found another place. Yeah, you know, maybe. I didn't. Spot. I didn't do a rewatch of. I didn't do a side by side like you. I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I watched this, and a couple of days went by, and then I decided I was going to watch it again in preparation for the show. Uh-huh. And Mike joined me, and then it was sort of like we got to talking about like, man, it's been a while since I've seen Kill Bill. I was like, well, let's just watch Kill Bill. And yeah. I don't know. Yesterday was a good movie day. It was kind of hazy and yeah, it was kind of nice, nice little. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think initially when I watched Snowblood, I was like, God. He just takes everything. I'm so angry. But then I watched Kill Bill, and I, I, I'm glad I did because it reminded me that, no, he makes it different enough. It's different right. enough. And he's not, this isn't a secret. He's not keeping that. No, he, you know he's very much yeah. open about this as an influence. Absolutely. And this reminded me, too, um, 
in community. There's mm. like they they. they, they they did a lot of like homage episodes, you oh, know, or so they, they, like a lot of parodies. Yeah, parodies. But so I think I want to say maybe it's like season five or so, mm-hmm. and somebody makes some some side remark yeah. about parody, and then um, one of the other characters, I think it might have been Abed, who's like, mm-hmm. well, actually, it's actually it's a, a par- parody implies this and that. This is an elevated form of homage. They're talking about the they're talking about the paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, the paintballing yes. episode specifically. And it's yeah. like, well, actually, it's an elevated homage thing and blah, blah, blah. There's a difference, you know? There is a difference. There's a difference. And I mean, I think also, if I'm going to get nitpicky, it's like, well, I wouldn't want someone to treat my foot, like my material, as like, oh, they totally just took that shot from that. And it's like, well, well yeah. Oh, I've definitely like, stolen stuff. I mean, not that, stolen but stuff. I mean, I have literally stolen stuff. It's what you're supposed stuff, to do, I, you know, though. Like, it's a, yeah. We're all. We're all just like we're all just layers of other things that influence us, right? Absolutely, yeah. and I think I think Tarantino. It's like the thing is he's camp, but it's like this like toxic masculine camp at times. And so I feel like for me, there are just these moments that hit. There are a few like wrong notes. Sure. In other words, we're not here to talk about Kill Bill and Tarantino, but it's sure. got to come up because this movie's a huge influence. But I'm a I, huge fan of Tarantino. I, I, but I, I, I get I get what you're saying. I've heard that. I mean, that I had my faith before. in his ability restored a bit watching Kill Bill again because sure. it was like, oh shit, this really is good. This is really good. Like I can't deny that. And he he has the like he has seen everything and he knows he knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's yeah. um, referencing and. You know, frankly, he's he's a good, and I don't mean this to be shitty, but it's like Tarantino's the perfect thing to show a 17-year-old to get them interested in movies. Yeah, this is a great, I mean, he's he's, he's, uh, a, he's a gateway, right? Mm-hmm. That led us to all these other great well. things yeah and that's what that's I was that's just, what's nice about things that are that are that yeah. are paid homage exactly omelette du homage well when i look back and like think about how much i enjoyed this and particularly the music and the soundtrack and that it was using spaghetti western and samurai and i just remember feeling like now i feel this nice kind of gratitude to the to tarantino for opening those doors for me mm. you know I, I that's how i feel about it and it was nice to kind of go and revisit with that and really feel in earnest like oh, i really do love this you know yeah. and, um so anyway so i was kind of um you know snowblood i was thinking initially like well maybe this is the oh my god what is going on down there all right all right um <laughs> you know i'm like snowblood oh the original it must be better and it's like not really fair to put it in that way. And but we talked about this with other other movies, yeah. uh, before too. That we we like looking at it as a the predecessor doesn't necessarily mean that. I mean, it sets that foundation. Yeah, Changeling. When we watched that, we talked a lot about this yeah. as well. It's because like, lot, it was such a different horror movie for the time. Right. And Spielberg was like, oh, it was so terrifying. Yeah, and everyone and mimics it, the ball. And it wasn't that. It, yeah. Like you know, it wasn't it wasn't my bread and butter. But I, like yeah. there are a lot of things that you see in that that's like, oh, yeah. they kind of. Yeah. This is one of those foundational Absolutely. Yeah. And deals. And uh yeah, and I think also like a lot of some people would call this grindhouse. Um I think that's a little bit essentializing. What do you it. mean what did you I don't I don't know like the literal definition of it. Or know, I, mean, I don't I don't, I don't know recall it on the top of my head. Somebody may there may not be a very I, specific like, agreed it's upon. It's like late definition. night culty road show it's vibes. Kind of like, I, I get I get like a vibe Grindhouse from that. Definitely word, refers to sort of the exploitation films right. of the seventies, right. particularly, not exclusively, but it's an international kind of thing. It's things that pushed convention and were like extra gritty and gotcha, you know, gotcha. Um and so this is the sort of film that right, it was it 
in the, to my in knowledge, the, this was never released in America. So, you know, this was the sort of thing that came on video or you had to be aware of it or you had to see it. Sc- well, I mean, maybe it was screened, you know, at art houses. Again, I was trying to find anything contemporary to 73, the year it was released. And I just wasn't, I was coming up short. So, um, you know, I think it, it's already a thing that you kind of have to seek out. Um, and, you know, if you want to just you essentialize it, really, you can just say, oh, you know, Lady Samurai. You know, mm-hmm. but it's actually not a samurai movie because she's not. There are samurai movies, and that has like a yeah. Movie. I don't see this as a samurai movie, right? I mean, she's got those are called Chanbara. She's a pretty Spe- and scary lady with a sword. I love it, but she does have the warrior kind of vibe. Oh, she is definitely yeah. She's, she's right. yeah, like a samurai. I mean, she's right. used a but it's like a lot trained assassin. But some people will classify this as 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 that kind of a movie, and technically, if you get into the nitty gritty of um like Japanese film theory, this is really a Yakuza film. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, like, I had to learn about, and I had to, I, I was happy to. Oh, good. Uh, you get to learn. I get to learn. Um, I learned that, okay, Yakuza is a term that goes back very, very far. And it was essentially the term, the the word itself is, is actually three numbers. And it's like numbers of a losing hand in a particular card game. Kind of like mm-hmm. 21. Like if you had three cards and it was over 21. So, each one, it's like it's like four, three, and seven, or something like that. I don't know. Sorry, I didn't no, get that's the details. Okay. But that ended up kind of yakuza was a reference to a, somebody who loses at cards, and people who came to meet samurai to gamble together. Those the people who weren't samurai were kind of they were like these gambling types. And anyway, in the whole history of Japan, there was a period in which these people kind of rose to a more prominent influence politically. And they end up kind of seeding what become the crime families mm-hmm. that, you know, it's like Sicily or anywhere, you know. Anywhere. Gotcha. So, and, but when I say a Yakuza film, usually these are kind of, um, they're a bit more anti-authoritarian. They have to do with, you know, people who are living outside society a bit, people mm-hmm. who are on their own path, who don't have any kind of a, you know, again, the wandering gambler. It Re- feels, rebels and cowboys. Yeah. I mean, we have that cowboy wandering gambler thing. We, yeah. We're very familiar. So it's kind of that vibe. So you get kind of, you can see why Westerns and Samurai, well, again, there we go saying Samurai. It's not. But um, anyway, I just wanted to get it's through a vibe. that. Because it, those movies were made in the 60s and 70s. And I learned that in Japan at that time. Um, the, the people who were going to the movies were really film literate because a lot of people had moved out to the suburbs and were mostly just sort of watching television. Theaters lost audiences and whoever was left was really into this, this kind of stuff. So they really pushed it and they really made big, bold decisions. They were very aware of what was going on in cinema on the international stage. And so it's just a really exciting period where you get to explore issues of patriarchy and uh, sexual violence through a movie like this because we are taking the woman's point of view. So anyway, that's a long, long, rather than my first impressions. But um, I learned a lot more about what it was and it made my second watch just like really fruitful. And I was kind of like, oh, I see... I see a lot more of the commentary now, and I see that this isn't just about stabbing and blood and, and guts and stuff. It's film appreciation. Yes. That's how, that's how that works, those classes. Thank you did the thing. Thank you. You did the thing. You appreciated film. My true first impression was, ugh, baby crying. <laughs> Agree. I hate no. it. I hate um, it. On camera or in real life, can't do it. Oh no! Yeah, it's you know, it's, it's annoying. It's uh, we're just a couple of like hag harpy. Can't do it. Yeah. We're Patty and Selma. Yeah, mm. that's right. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. No, oh, I get that. I get that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's deliberately like unsettling. Yeah. Um, and jarring and a lot of jumpy, cutty. Yes. yes. You know. We're meant to be unsettled. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Um, also, we got snow falling right away. Check. Yeah. We got the snow. Where's yeah. the blood? Oh, there's yep. the blood. There All right. All snow right. blood. Cool. Got my snow, got my blood, got my lady. Cool. All right. We're yeah, ready to start ready. this let's, out, let's head out the door. Let's right. go. And, right. okay, that theme music. Yeah. This is a cool movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very cool movie, and it's just, uh, I mean, absolutely, after, if you see this uh, after having watched Kill Bill prior to it, it's hard to also ignore yes. a lot of, a lot of overlap, yeah, which is not a bad thing, but it is going to be something that it you're could like be upsetting. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I was so upset. Well, so, I could, no. I was initially because because Lady Snowblood follows like it has chapter one, chapter two, like there are these breaking, and each chapter is sort of devoted to um, taking down one of her enemies, and there's four mm. enemies, and we got that same really low angle shot looking up at the four of them looking down, you know, like at this woman in her pit of misery, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, they've just murdered her husband and her child, and like, um, and then they were about to rape her for three days, they said. Oh, like, Jesus Christ. Christ, yeah. Which I gotta say... Um, it was pretty brutal. It was, it was, and I think that there's a couple of moments of um, really choice sound design, that was one of them because it takes place in. We don't see much of it, by the way. I gotta say, they pretty much kind of. I don't want to say it's tasteful. That's not the right word, but it's restrained. Right. Um, and one of the things they do, it, it's taking place inside the house of a like a water wheel, and there's the sound of whatever that gear is turning mm-hmm. and knocking, and that's all we're hearing. You know, there's no music. There's no. It's sentiment. cool. It's and then and. and Reminds me then of Kill Bill with the water fountain spout. The deer scare. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So. Yeah. And um, and at the end of the film. It's a good tension building. And at the end of the film when Snowblood is is lying in the snow. um, And her hand crushes the snow. Mm-hmm. you know that like, sound yeah and like the music cuts out and yeah. it's just like and th- there's sort of like this theory that and we know this from other movies that sound really disturbs us in violence almost more than the visual mm-hmm. you know like and so i think this this movie has some really um, very crunchy there yes absolutely i love it yeah it's cool it's working for me and also they kind of use that um I feel like maybe because I've seen enough anime, I accept mm-hmm. it and I'm like, oh, I like this. But sort of narration through VO over those um, those like drawings of the war, like the way they gave the backstory. Yeah. Um, there was also a couple of moments where characters were sort of in conversation with each other. But it was like we were hearing them talking in another scene. And in this scene, they're silently just sort of watching each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like not meant to be telepathic but it, it's such a cool choice uh yeah. like I, I don't know i just don't see that very it's, much it's very, it's very it feels like a very handcrafted movie you know? <sighs> like particularly yeah. yeah i like i like it very much i liked that a yeah. lot um because you're getting information in a couple different ways i don't know it's you're cool. creative with it buddha has forsaken you can i get that on a shirt it's a good line that's <laughs> like, very funny it's cool um also a lot of themes of just the poor being squeezed i can relate yeah to, i mean not like a harsh poor. world it's a very harsh world yeah and i think the the vengeance is i mean i, I also like just felt bad for the girl because it's like sure. okay you're 
you were conceived only. Yeah, she's just like, all right, to I carry have this out baby. A, you got to you, you gotta, carry out this you vendetta. Carry out mommy's uh, vendetta. And like the Bye. and the other prisoner kind of sees it through, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is just child abuse, right? Yeah, putting her in the barrel kicking her down the hill pretty fucked up yeah and and i just mostly thought well this woman doesn't get to have a life then like this is yeah now, no this is her whole this is her whole existence her whole and identity. that and i know we're supposed to kind of she's you know, to carry out it you know what this reminds me of under the skin it's a oh, character yeah. that is meant to carry out a task and that that is is the conflict of their whole identity and the similar, like just falling into the snow, like getting getting no, taken out in the that's snow. That's a great comparison. I feel like, yeah, that feels this. That feels like there's a lot. There's a lot. They're not. They're not literally the same story. Oh, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we we talked about yeah, it but also. just this this character, yeah, who, who um, yeah, that that is that's what does them in. Yeah, and yeah, even just visually, that yeah, and the way that the the camera angles back up, yeah, is very no, reminiscent of, absolutely. of the angles you were just talking about. Yeah, I mean, because they they keep referring to her as like, oh, you're an Asura, which is a demon, but it, it's like, well, but no, she's a woman. She's also a woman. <laughs> she's also a woman, and and they do kind of give you that weird glimmer of at the end where you think the story is over, and it's like, will you ever be able to return to a normal life, Lady Snowblood? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, no, <laughs> of no, course not. You never had one. You never had one. Um. There were a couple other things that happened. I'm calling these the Kill Bill receipts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got the theme music. Talked about that low angle. Mm-hmm. Also, this idea of like each title and chapter kind of introducing each murder phase we're going into. Yeah. Um, murder during sex. Like, yeah. uh, that was a common theme. Um, being taught by a martial arts master alone in a remote place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think that her clothes come off. I was like, okay. Okay, okay yeah. Let's, okay. let's talk. What, did, no, 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 no. what was that? I mean, that... I was like, okay. I, didn't I, don't, underst- I don't know how I'm going to... I didn't understand was I'm not like... I'm not I'm not coming down on the movie no, about I it. No, like, I know. It, it, I know. But was, I was like, oh, shit. Like, no, like me and me and Mike sort of... Don't sat, look at the little girl. No, like, me and Mike sat there because it was like... Part of me was just like, oh, I just didn't know that that was in this. And then... It really shows like the violence of the... the I mean, this girl, this... Yeah. Her... her that's her life. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, there was the part of me that just, you know, is like the, the instinctual concern for the the girl actress. Hopefully, nothing, you know, that she wasn't exploited. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, then, that's... and then I reflect on this <laughs> stupid puritanical strain of reaction that it's like it's, it's it is it is a little girl <laughs> i don't know it's I, like it's kind of like there there is oh that is something yeah that we we ought to point that out yeah i just so you're aware it, there is yeah nudity and it, the only nudity in fact in the movie we didn't see anything it's shocking else. it's, a, it's, it's very a, it's shocking. a very yeah. i mean i think you know i think they were pretty intentional about that it, it, but yeah but i was kind of i i, I it does take you out of it like took, it took it, me oh, a absolutely. out of it and i was like oh shit and like, like i say i kind of was trying to interpret the meaning or purpose of that i mean i guess to 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 put in uh to try to gild it a little bit That's it's what I'm like trying to, i'm trying to understand my it. thinking it would be just that he is uh he he has so little regard to to her like he's he's, he's he doesn't give a fuck. Got it. He's he is the dominant and he's going and he's going to you know he's yeah. he doesn't there's not a there's no boundary with that like. Got it. And it's hmm. 
yeah, it's like it's like a threatening. It feels threatening and high stakes, and it's like also also I think there is this like humiliation aspect of it by design. Yeah, where it's intended to degrade. Yeah, as part of her tutelage again. Yes, I mean they, they make it, a different choice in in Kill Bill. He just does the arm thing, you know, whatever yeah. to, to to like subdue her. Yeah, to be yeah. like I yeah I agree. But it also yeah, it's a pattern of abuse that we also see in the training with like her trying to eat the rice or whatever. Then we see in Kill Bill too. I'm t- we're talking. I'm talking so much about the Kill Bills, but, but it's, it's to make that parallel about like like the cruelty is the point and that's part of the training and it's this is a yeah it's a sudden shocking thing to to put her and to, to make her the most vulnerable and it's also nighttime they're outside and there's wind blowing mm-hmm. so it's it's the most exposed vulnerable kind of yeah. nudity you could have yeah i think up, up, unless it was snow on the ground yeah but i i must admit in that moment i was like well, I appreciate that Tarantino didn't have a child go to Pai Mei, that it was a yeah. fully grown woman. Yeah, he, he changed he, it up a little he, bit. He gave her more, like, choice. And, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it, it felt not as bad. Absolutely. Um, of course, the look, we see Lucy Lou rock almost, almost. Not, it isn't mm-hmm. identical, but it's very close. Oh, very, very much hearkening. Yes. Very much. Um, mm-hmm. There's a whole, you know. Yeah. Party happening while she's hunting down. Any, and then um, there is a daughter of one of these killers, one of the four people that she's hunting down. There's a daughter, mm-hmm. and Snowblood before killing this girl's father, her enemy, uh, tells the girl exactly where to find her mm-hmm. if anything should happen. Yeah. You know, here's where I am. This is the little girl. This is the Vernita Green daughter mm-hmm. who, like, if you grow up and you feel sore about it, yeah. like, it's I'll the be cyclical waiting. nature of revenge. It just yeah. keeps going and revenge going. Revenge is not a straight line. It's a forest. Yeah. And, like, a forest is easy to lose your way. There you go. That's from Kill Bill. There you go. No, it's... <laughs> we can't not talk about Kill Bill. Speaking of, that's Banzo's mm-hmm. daughter I was talking about. That girl can weave. Mm-hmm. That girl was weaving those baskets. Like, I was like, Damn. Should I have skills? I'm like, yeah, that's what I wondered. I was like, oh, like that girl should have a TikTok. It's like that the joke of like, yeah, I'm taking a basket weaving class. You know, I literally thought and I about was like, that. And I was like, that, looks- that actually would be hella useful yeah. to be able to weave my own basket. I wish I had taken home economics. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm like, that's I don't scoff at that. I just like, yeah, like I mean that 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 how to do your own taxes, auto repair, all that stuff. Yeah, they were called bamboo wives. <laughs> Oh, man. And she threw them into the sea. Um, okay, I thought it was interesting that the last villain that they're trying to catch, they decide, we'll write a novel, and that'll draw her out. And suddenly the movie takes this, like, turn where it becomes very much like a 70s crime movie. Yeah. It's like newspapers are hitting the stands, and yeah. everybody's reading about Snowblood. <laughs> like, She's got a reputation out there. Yeah. It's She's like of, Spider-Man. Yeah. Was, Get me I, those pictures of Spider-Man. Well, and the, introdu- those pictures the of introduction Snowblood. of the writer was just an interesting angle until it was like, oh, he's the son of one of the bad guys. Okay, that's a good wrinkle. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, it's all interconnected, interwoven. It made sense. Yeah. It, it made some sense. For sure. Um, I felt bad for him the way he went because mm-hmm. his dad just, like, shot the shit out of him. Also, I thought that the top dog, he looked like if Hayao Miyazaki was much younger and a goth. 
Yeah. No, <laughs> like, that's a good, that's, yeah, that's a good visual. Like goth Miyazaki. Very distinctive looks everybody has. Everybody I has really real, liked, yeah. I liked that. That did help to keep track. There's a lot of characters, so it helps to keep helps track if they have and distinct a, looks. Yeah, and it was in a period of Japan's history um, where Western influence was being let in for the first time in a long time. So mm-hmm. that whole costume masquerade ball, you know, Snowblood stands out in this traditional Japanese dress, you know, yeah. while everybody is in these. And I don't know, Just I like Cinderella. Ah, it's so good. She's here to, for the ball. And they, actually, Snowblood is supposed to be a bit of a, a take on on um, Snow White. Interesting. So I thought that was kind of cool. And I'm like, I would definitely prefer this Snow White to the one that <laughs> eats the apple and goes down. Like, you know? You know, but that's homage to the predecessor. Yeah, you for know? sure. Okay, and then we had some really ridiculous things toward the end. The rubber mask. The guy was, like, not the bad guy. They start pulling on the chin, cut away, and then they come back. I mean, back. how are they going to keep es- escalating this? Because it is such a it is it is such a shocking and well, they, j- jarring they movie pretty that, early on. And then they uh, have they got to go crazy. But then they had the two way mirror. Yeah, like he was. Yeah. Like a coffer, I don't know. And yeah, they go crazy. They go. They go off. There was a lot of secret passageways. There was some craziness. I don't know. It, it's definitely though, like just visually gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, it's it's. I was collecting uh, stills today, and it was like. Fuck, these are all beautiful. Yeah. And that girl, uh, Snowblood, I don't know who does her laundry, <laughs> but her clothes are immaculate. And I know that's the point, but like, yeah. ooh, the contrast. She's got those good fits. She's got good fits, good man. Fits. And gonna... she just looks so pissed all the time. If you're going to slay, it. you better slay. You better come. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I what came a, to what... work. There you go. Yeah. I don't have much in the way of production notes because. Um, it was, it was hard for me to find things. That's all I'll say. Okay. Um, this was independently produced. At the time, there was a, a series called Female Prisoner Scorpion mm-hmm. that was very popular. And this was like, oh, let's try to get in on that. And in fact, uh, Meiko Kaji, the, the star of, of this film, who also sang the theme song, by the way. Mm. She did both. And because of the... Me gusta. Yeah, and because of Kill Bill and the, the resurgence of popularity of this film, she actually returned to record new songs for like the first time in 30 years. That's cool. So I just think that's really fucking cool. That is very that cool. That she came out. This was a fairly low budget film. Um, and it only... They only had about like 20,000 feet of film to work with. Now, I'm not the best person... Interesting. ...to explain how how little that is, but it's not much. I'll well, it's say. definitely not as big as the Oppenheimer reel, that's for sure. Definitely not. It was written by Narita Osada. This was the first manga ad- adaptation he had ever done. Uh, ever, ever done. done. Ever, done. Ever, done. Dune. ever done. It was meant to be a standalone film and not the start of a series. However, they did make a sequel. Um, and I just want to mention that because a lot of these sort of exploitation films, the Yakuza films, were sort of designed to go on and on and on mm-hmm. and on. So like the series, like the manga. Um, it, director Toshia Fujita this is his first action film. He was mostly known for doing kind of uh, coming-of-age, young people dramas. Yeah. And interestingly, this, and I believe he directed the sequel as well, they're very violent, and they're the most well-known works, but they're the least like the rest of his work. So Interesting. Meiko Kaji almost didn't do it. She only wanted to do it because she could work with Fujita, but she was really bored of the violent, vengeful character exploitation thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like... It was a trend. It was a trend. Um, and of course, like I said, she was contracted to sing the film's theme song, Shura no Hana, The Flower of Hell, sometimes also called The Flower Very of cool. Carnage. Uh, Flower it's of Hell. worth mentioning that the, the sword that she carried in reality was three and a half pounds. Very heavy. Those swords look so heavy. To yeah. Handle. And it hurt yeah. her arm quite a bit oh, to God. swing it. Reviews? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, people like it. Um, let's see here. Um, do, 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 do. 
Rotten Tomatoes, you know, it's a hundred percent critic score. It's just ten reviews that are on there. Um, there's over ten thousand ratings. Uh, audience score eighty six percent, though. Again, people, people. That's be, very favorable. People be enjoying this piece of of, of I think classic the, cinema. I think in the wrong frame of mind, I could be very vicious to this. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I didn't like, but it was just fun to watch. Oh, a no, beautiful it's, woman, only, murder only man. <laughs> a bunch of nice, nice stuff. Here we go. What else we got? How about from Brian McKay, efilmcritic.com, four out of five. Mandatory viewing for all Kill Bill fans. Mako Kaji, how do, how do you say Kaji, I Mako think. Kaji mm-hmm. is a heart-stopping beauty with big expressive eyes that are suitably haunted looking for the character she portrays. She's pretty. She is pretty. She is pretty. She's really I would, pretty. I wouldn't be mad to look like that. I, yeah, no, I'm not complaining. Although she looked mad and looked like that, yeah. which I liked. She's pretty, but she'll kill you. She's got a resting yeah. bitch face. Let's see. I we got it. on, uh, a true story, on do, 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 on Letterboxd, 4.0 average score. People very much enjoy this. Um, Victoria said, <laughs> three and a half stars heart, lady high blood pressure. That's, that's getting not a that, That's, that's not that getting funny. a like. I tried that's too hard. Like. It's uh, honestly, I, we all do. Just, I try too hard. You know, this movie didn't have the thing. Like, she would see her enemy, but we didn't get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't get that. We didn't get that. Like, the, the film doesn't turn red. Yeah. I have to just imagine it's inside her. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of meme reviews on here, but there are some, like, meme-y. there are some. It's, like, an interesting little blend of, like, well, let's hear it. reviews that are serious about it. And anyway. Communicants is the first one that's listed here. Four stars. At what point in watching a movie does Quentin Tarantino think, I bet I could make a shitty version of this? Oh, so, that's not fair. I mean, yeah, we just deconstructed that. But people, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people. I, w- you know, you know I wanted to have that attitude, but I just couldn't. I couldn't yeah. actually. I can't. Yeah, let's see. Let's I can't, see. I can't agree. I'm um, sorry. Ian West, four and a half stars. A lovely, a lovely ballet of violence. Aina, maybe four stars. Heart, Kill Bill Volume Zero. Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a Dirk, four and a half stars. Hyperviolent, beautiful, badass, cartoonish, and thoroughly enjoyable Greek tragedy esque revenge tale that is the obvious influence to Tarantino's Kill Bill in both concept and aesthetics. Lady Snowblood is heavily stylized with a killer use of quick zooms. It's super gory with fast-paced sword action and blood exploding out of bodies like geezers. And it also manages to cram in some historical and social commentary. There's more, but I wanted to... Yeah. I liked that. that well, you know, the um, the there's this trope in Japanese cinema and uh, of this, this blood spurt. Um, which is apparently there was a, I think this actually was going around the internet recently as a little factoid, but it all went back to a squib that kind of misfired on some mm-hmm. set or something. Something went wrong. It wasn't supposed to be like that, but somebody decided they liked it, you know, yeah. and, and it kind of became the thing. And I think when I saw Kill Bill, I definitely had not seen a ton of Asian cinema, much less, you know, really violent stuff. So seeing the 88 scene and she's cutting off all yeah. the arms and I'm like, and people are like, God, this is so absurd. And all this like spurting blood. And I'm like, yeah, but that's what those movies are yeah. like. Yeah. They are like that. And, um, you know, the notion of representing violence uh, through sound. I mean, I sort of brought it up earlier, but um, I guess Yojimbo, which is a Kurosawa film, was one of the first uh, films where the sound effects were actually telling you that an arm was being chopped off. Prior to that, you know, it was kind of like in the old movies where, you know, bang, you shoot someone, they grab mm-hmm. their gut and they fall over and that's it. Right. They were like, no, we got to. Let's we, hear it. Let's like, let's get, let's get visceral. 
and yeah. that was Let's very hear the squish yeah so and of course like a lot of countries in the 60s people at that time were like you know they wanted yeah. to play and experiment um you know this film is from the 70s so you know really it's actually not as experimental in terms of sound i mean i think the the fact that we're getting these um well, they're called Enka style hits, but the title songs of these Yakuza films of the 60s and 70s, it was kind of a trend for like the the lead actor to also sing the theme song and sort of package it like yeah. that. And I'm like, you know, I wouldn't hate it if That's an action fun. movie did that in America. Yeah. That might be fun. We've, no, we've had those. We've had the... I mean, the, we kind of do it with the James Bond thing. That always yeah, gets a theme. There's a whole and, package to it, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. These movies have songs. You've got the Danger Zone, uh, the Top Gun. Uh, <laughs> How could I forget? Uh, You're right. I don't know. You're right. I'm so wrong. Wild Wild West. Yeah. It's Jim West, Desperado. Yeah. You know, that that's a banger of a movie with song. Men in Black. Yeah. No, we've got this. We've got this. We, we... Those, all those songs sample, though, like something better, like Patrice Russian. Or, all of yeah. those songs improve okay. the original. <laughs> um, fair. I did want to, oh, I'm sorry. One more detail I, I did want to mention about just like this Yakuza thing. There were so many different types of Yakuza film. I mean, like some were called um, pink films and those were kind of like pornographic, I guess. Some were others. But there was a brand or a subgenre called Sukeban, which literally meant girl boss. (laughs) So I think this is a Sukeban. That's a, I like, I like that. That sounds cooler than girl boss. Doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah. But I like, but I like the thought of like, if I never heard the term girl boss before and I had, Suke bond girl bot like in the, that context of like Japanese you know yeah like head boss like family but like she is a nasty gal she's a girl boss she's a gir- girl boss Amarusa you get it I like it whatever like yes it. good stuff. okay all right anyway uh-huh. so a little bit about our director Toshia Fujita he was born January 16th 1932 in Pyongyang North Korea so this is before it was all split up so that's kind of wild um you did a good job saying that thank you um <laughs> he Passed away August 29th, 1997 in Tokyo, Japan. He worked as a director, writer, and actor. He attended Tokyo University and was hired at Nikatsu Studio in 1955. He mostly worked as an AD, DP, writer, or publicist. He did a little bit of everything. It wasn't until 67 that he became a director. And his first film uh, is called Hiko Shonen Hinodo no Sakebe. I had to really work on that. Um, I know, still might have fucked that up. But he got a, a new director's award from the Directors Guild of Japan for that film. So his first mm-hmm. film, people are like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Like, like heap, heap the, the honors on this young one. He, he's deserved it. Um, and this film was about a juvenile delinquent. They made a sequel. Um, he also was working on a TV series called Alley Cat Rock, Female Boss. That was where he met Meiko Kaji, and they got tight. And that's why she agreed to do this film later. Um, he also made something called Wet Sand in August, was, which was all about disenchanted youth. Um, he got two sequels out of that. One of the eras of, I mentioned the pinky films, there was also an era of, and this is the term, Roman porno. Um, and these were big budget, softcore pornography films. That were. This was a very popular sorry, what are those, genre. What are they called? Oh, sorry, I just got to get my notes okay. out really quick. Roman porno. Roman porno. Roman porno era. I remember that. Yeah, again, it's kind of like the, some of the pink films, you know, but yeah. um, he really wasn't interested. He didn't really want to do pink films, but he said, but he was kind of like, but as long as I get to like, you know, do the story I want mm-hmm. and all that is still legit, I guess I can do that. So he did a couple of those um, called. And now these are not the porn films, but these are other films he did. But I think they sound like porn titles. Did the Red Bird Escape? Vir- <laughs> Virgin Blues. 
and The Red Lantern. Uh, he went on to do some other films about teens, delinquents, people who ran away from home. Uh, he did this guy's f- a pervert. Uh, maybe. <laughs> he did Female Delinquent. Another one called So Soft, So Cunning. <laughs> and Tenshi Oyuwaku. Uh, and again, a lot of these are about oh. young couples or about contemporary life in Japan. So Lady That's Snowblood cool. is completely different yeah. from anything else and he basically was just sort of on hiatus with his company and agreed to do this and Mm -hmm. i just think it's it's sort of tragic that like he probably didn't this probably isn't what he wants to be remembered for and yet we all are that happens though right doesn't it yeah Yeah. i mean i'm sorry you do a good job man i'm sorry you made a banger you made something with too much style sorry dude okay you succeeded so I would wish I had more, but I but I don't. I think that you, you, you uh, did cover. Thank you. I tried a, a, quite a bit actually. And I would. I'm impressed. Love for someone to correct me, but no one ever has. <laughs> well, and and they wouldn't because you do a fucking great well, job. I cracked a real book for this one, guys. Um, That's a big deal. And I'll put the full credit of the the reference in the. I'll put it in the show notes. I'm not I'm not hiding. Amazing. Uh, who's your best supporting player? Oh shit. This is tough. Uh, I know. I have the cast list. Um, but I'll tell you mine Go just ahead. because I have it. But I, I feel like I'm cheating. I, I chose uh, Kobue Takemura, which was the daughter of, you know, Bonzo oh. Takemura, the, one of the bad yeah. guys. The, the girl who ends up stabbing Lady Snowblood. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's, that, that, that's the best that, one. I feel like that's the best one. Right, yeah, well, that's, a, that's both. No, we're both that. We're that's, both that. That one, yeah, because that, that final impression, too, oh. like, is just when like. When she stabs yeah. her in the gut and the look yeah. on Lady Snowblood's face, that's just sort of like, good yeah. job, good job. Like, she's a print the you princess got it. has you got uh, it. outdone the master you got it done so much faster than me <laughs> you know yeah there's something about yeah that relationship but is oddly sentimental did snowblood die at the end because there was a sequel and then she like screams into the snow but then like well, we there's see a sequel her, but we lift she lifts her head up again yeah. so i mean that kind of reminded me of the end of drive when yeah. you think ryan gosling's like dying in the car and then he like but he opens his eyes he's and smiles his eyes like, oh okay i guess he's just gonna keep driving <laughs> cool yeah would you watch this again uh i already have and yes i would <laughs> uh oh you? yeah duh sorry no I, that's your question why am i i'm, so, okay. I'm a little i love that you asked me honestly you're taking control of the, of the ship i like it i'm uh i'm I, I you know i usually just ding the bell for the spoilers ahoy you have but, to put a ding there but man. i could be a captain I could be a captain. I think um, I think it's time to promote you to this evening to captain. I don't know. You know what? We're just moving too fast. Okay. Um, I would rewatch this and um, yeah, me gusta. Yeah. Highly recommend this. It's yeah. it's, uh, it's it's yeah. It's I mean it's jarring and it's all a, that all that stuff we already said, right? There's a lot, but it's uh, it could it's be still, it's still a good time. It could be rougher. I'll just say that. It I think could it could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. I'm just saying it. Uh, and yeah, if you like Killville, this is a must. Must see. Absolutely. Must see. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. I don't hey. want to spoil, but next week it is, uh, we're talking about Force Majeure, or do we want to do something lighter? Force Majeure. Let's do Force Majeure. Force Majeure? Okay. Oui, oui. La petite you know, I did put Porky's on the board. Yeah, you did. I put it on the board. <laughs> I mean, I'm backing off my I refuse statement from last week. Um, I, I, because you know what it was? It was listening back and you're like, I, I think it would be just so funny listening to you like talking about it. I think like when you said, but think of the engagement, I actually did pause and yeah. think about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this but actually think of the engagement. I was like, this might actually content. be this might be the best episode we ever do. <laughs> you what know? if it's the best thing we ever what? What if we love it? Uh, well, what if we fucking love it? OK, that. That could happen. Oh, 
God. Let's find out. Anyway, um, you can follow us on social media at Fresh Movie Pod. Send us an email. Tell a friend because word of mouth is the best. Also, many people use podcasts to fall asleep. Uh, you can fall asleep to us anytime you want. In fact, we may come out with like a bedtime series. I don't know. Good night. Good night. Good night.